All right, and we're back. Cause we back, cause we back, cause we, we better, back, cause we back, and we're we are better yeah. already in the ten minutes that have passed to bring you um, the top uh, television. I know you've seen in moments of the decade. So talking about shows that have started, ended, happened, uh, reality stars that have risen that um, we feel like are Can the we best. Do movie style. things too. Or yeah, and movie TV? things. Okay. Yeah, because I was like, shit. No, you're yeah, you're the movie tip. I'm the TV tip. Okay, cool. I like that. I'm going to start it off with, in 2010, uh, The Hills ended. Wow, yeah. an era. And that's in July of 2010, The Hills ended. And that's when we realized that The Hills was scripted. So, million dollar question. Did you know that this was fake? I didn't know that anything was fake in 2010. <laughs> I was like, I was, I was like, they're so dramatic, and I feel like people would act more dramatic, but I didn't know shit was actually scripted. That was, it was hurtful to me. It really broke my heart, and it really shook me to the core, and I feel like that's so dramatic. <laughs> it really shook me to the core. It did. I feel like that's when everybody started saying that everything was fake. And I truly, honestly believe that some TV show moments are real. There are some that are real. I believe that as well. I feel like there's some things that are less, it's less likely that someone sat in a writer's room and made that shit up. Yeah. Like, hello, love after lockup. I just, no. So, please go ahead. Yeah. So, I feel like The Hills was really important to me because, one, I love Lauren Conrad. She was my, I was always rooting for Elsie, even though now as an adult woman, I'm probably a little bit more Team Kristen because why are you just lurking out for my man in the cut? Yeah. But still Team Elsie. Heidi is a piece of shit. Yeah, always. Heidi and Spencer, I mean. And Audrina, too. Like, ooh. They're still not great. Lauren and Lo don't follow each other on Instagram now. Really? Yeah. That was a Twitter update. <laughs> Someone was like, breaking news! <laughs> they don't follow the loyal each other. fans are still so loyal. Um, and I love the Hills and Laguna Beach franchise. I don't know. I was a Midwestern black girl that really always wanted to wear American Eagle and wanted to live in Newport Beach. Honestly, the culture was really... It was iconic because... There were a lot of black people. Everybody was wearing like Hollister and Aeropostale. Yeah. It wasn't just, no. Aeropostale was. was our style. Black people really had Aeropostale on lock. A lot of it. On lock. I had so much Aeropostale and like, that was like the cheaper versions of yeah. like Hollister. And I was like, fuck it. It looks the same to me. I'll wear it. Like Hollister was overpriced. You went in there, you choke a little bit on the yep. perfume. Or is that, that was Abercrombie more, but like Hollister was still bad about it. Yeah. It's all the same like company. Overpriced ass clothes. Mm. So yeah, the <laughs> hills, <laughs> the hills and Hollister definitely uh, defined my childhood. So when this ended, I was really sad. Yeah. What about you? What big things happened for you in the decade that you watched? Um, Game of Thrones was a really big one. Yeah. I, when did Game of Thrones premiere? Do you know? I'm not sure because I didn't watch it until. It was probably like 2015 or something when I started binging the first four seasons. And I didn't get it. I tried to watch the first episode a bunch of times like you at first. And I was like, I don't get it. This is slow. I'm falling asleep. Like, who are all these names? It's long, complicated names. I don't want to do this. And then I was obviously all in and begging you to watch it. but April. And you almost got there. Like, you really tried because the movement was so strong. It was a social, cultural phenomenon. How deeply entrenched we were into Game of Thrones. And then the finale happened, and now we're all in a collective state of rage about it. <laughs> if you bring it up, state you can bring it up rage. to like strangers, and you can sit and have a conversation about how they fucked up Game of Thrones at the end. 
April 17th, 2011. That's when it premiered. Okay. Yeah, that was a whole decade, basically. Legit. It took you all, all throughout. I just feel like, you know, and I was reading on Game of Thrones, too, that they really did just change the ending just because it got leaked. And I feel like when that happens, you can't just rewrite an emergency ending. That's when you just add different twists. So the ending still happens, but not in the way that the viewer thought that it would happen. We would have been happy. Like, yeah. we would have been happy with a predictable ending, as long as it was well done. And yeah. It was like, I was happy to find out, though, that the Dannys, Dan, I think they're both named Danny, the producers or whatever, you know how they were, like, rushing to go do their Star Wars show? And so they were kind of like, fuck it, so all the game of shit. <laughs> and so we were mad. But they got fired from that Star Wars show. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. You're like, so it all so comes hot. to Karma. Karma. Do you have another one? Mm. For me... I feel like the 2010s also gave me um, the end of Jersey Shore, but also the resurgence of Jersey Shore. Yeah, towards the end there. Yeah, so Jersey Shore started in probably 2007, 2008-ish era. Um, and I feel like Snooki really did a lot for television. I don't really watch the resurgence of Jersey Shore, but I feel like they still hold a special place in my heart and taught me lots of what toxic relationships look like. Ta- Jersey Shore reminded me of how left things can be, and how dirty things can get. I didn't know anything about Guido culture. At all. <laughs> I was like, this is a whole thing. thing. It's a whole thing. <laughs> this is a whole thing. <laughs> um, I don't have a specific movie, but I'd like to talk generally about superhero movies because that definitely dominated the decade. Like, Yeah. At least to a year, everyone's packed in the theaters for a superhero movie. Um, some of my very favorites were Spider-Man, um, the Spider-Verse. Wow. That was great. I mean, like, someone said it's the one year anniversary of it or something, and I'm like, it still didn't get enough credit because, like, I think it's the most beautifully animated film I've ever seen. Spider-Man is Afro-Latino. Like, the characters were great. It was so fun. And it was, like, a fresh take. Yeah, and he's in like Brooklyn. (laughs) It's like really, it's cute. Um, It was like a really fresh take on animation, but and on superhero movies because there's so many of them, and it's like, oh god, another superhero movie. But like, if you can find a way to like make it cool, like Deadpool is a really cool superhero movie to me because it's just like really funny and. I am open to watching a lot more like superhero movies now, because I realize if I'm gonna be so anti, I don't want to watch people get killed in thriller movies. You have to give people action movies. And there's always going to be a romantic storyline that and I'll a pay attention movie. to. Yeah. yeah, you'll have something to grasp on. It's yeah. for, they make it so you have, there's something for everybody. Yes. Um, and there are some that are geared more to like, like it's like more like a cop superhero movie, like an investigation. And then like, <laughs> you got like Spider-Man that's more like a high school movie or yeah. like a school trip, but it's still like a superhero movie. It's crazy. And you got like Logan, it's like a deep dramatic, oh, like father-daughter relationship type of superhero movie and you can get like bad superhero movies and it's like we got a a wide range i will say i'm a little bit like okay after the last avengers and they wrapped up the big avengers universe yeah and we got an ending to that for now i think everyone's like okay we can kind of chill in the superhero movies for like a little bit still want them but like we had a lot of that for a long time so it definitely defined the decade black panther as well Uh, It was a huge cultural thing. I'm so glad. I feel like it was just a proud black moment to watch everybody go to the theater and they're on Kara and just like fuck it up and 
and I'd be like embarrassed to be proud about it. Like I like people were trying to be like, oh y'all are doing too much. I'm like I don't give a fuck what you're talking <laughs> about. I don't care what you're talking about. Like it was very very cool to see a whole bunch of dark skinned black people, which is like a, a thing that didn't happen until this decade. I'd never seen it before. Yeah, maybe it wasn't Black Panther that I first saw it, but like seeing a full cast of black people in like a major motion film like that and making the most money out of any of them yet to date like crazy like so such a proud moment the movie itself i thought it was pretty it's good it's pretty good but it's not like the best it could have been way worse i felt like it was oh, gonna yeah. be way worse they gave us science they gave us like black women in stem they gave us um they hit their they hit their marks as far as like what I wanted included, I mean, a part of the bigger storyline, I understand. Like, if I were back in the Superman universe, and like this is all you did because you could do more. Yeah, but I felt like it was a little, a lot more developed, and I was pleasantly surprised. I was really going in there thinking it was about to be like Soul Plane, and it really <laughs> over delivered for me. <laughs> do not talk about Soul Plane because that's my movie. Um, <laughs> I think it's because Arthur had been talking about it for like a year. It had oh. been a whole year. He'd been like, oh, da, 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 da. he's like the strong, he's the smartest person in the universe. His sister's like even smarter and they're like the most powerful and like the most badass. And the movie was just kind of like a remote oh, whatever. Yeah. Like, yeah, that is true. Yeah. That is true. Yeah. Um, do you have something else? Because I've got probably... I had Married to Medicine. Ooh. It is a gem of television to watch black women especially black doctors and non-doctors. And I love how every single time we get a black franchise or black reality TV show like this, there's always like the very strong people in the back that are like, do not do this to our reputation. You do not have to do this. (laughs) And then there's always the pushback from the reality TV show that's like, we're going to be different. We're not like that. Like we, we are classy women. I have children. I am an esteemed person. I sit on all these boards and you get even before the reunion, before the season finale, you get all the fights of your dreams. I am going to chronicle this as one of the top 10 reality TV show, show moments of all time from the decade. Okay. But Married to Medicine season one just really delivered. I'll give you the context. Mariah. Okay. She's married yes. to okay. um, an Indian man. Mm-hmm. They, they call themselves Black Adeshi. Okay. Um, it came out season one that her eldest daughter is not actually his biological daughter it came from whoever her previous like person was and that he adopted her and she's nine okay and so everybody thought that was common knowledge but it was really like hush hush i'm telling you as like uh hey we're getting close because of the show type of thing and then it got said on television so the daughter finds out yes and they have to tell the daughter on camera like this is your dad but like he's not your blood dad all awkward things, right? Mm-hmm. So, of course, these black women are about to fight because she's like, bitch, you just ruined my child's life because you didn't have to take it there. And the other black woman is like, I didn't know that was a secret. If you, if it was a secret, you should have been like, this is a secret, but you were just telling me, like, whatever. Yeah. Um, and we got the, the fight of the decade. I'm going to post it this week, and it's really, really great. Just purses thrown in the pool. Mm-hmm. Just everywhere. Yeah. And you get a crazy mom. That's what you're looking for. <sighs> Great television, Married to Medicine, great franchise. They deliver every season. You still have not watched. I know, but you know You what? haven't even opened it and pressed play. Is it on Hulu? Yeah, it's on okay. Hulu. I have Sling. Um, 
they have episodes on YouTube most of the time within like five hours of the new episode okay, being posted. Okay, you gotta send me the link. I see. Okay. Okay. Um. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Send you All the right. link. <laughs> Whatever. What's next? <laughs> If I get through all my um, 90 Day Fiance, I'll go into watching. Did you? How far are you even in 90 Day Fiance? I'm watching Happily Ever After right now. I'm like halfway through season one. That's where you started as Happily Ever After? I've seen a lot of the 90 Day Fiance, but like probably like a season and a half of it. And I have to go back to like the actual 90 Day Fiance, but I'm on Happily Ever After. There is a watch list of the order that you should watch 90 Day Fiance. Oh, send that to me. That'll actually be helpful. Chrissy Teigen was like, I need a guide because there's so many franchises and (laughs) spinoffs. And someone was like, 90 Day Fiance season one, 90 Day Fiance season two, 90 Day Fiance Happily Ever After season one, 90 Day Fiance. Okay, that's how I watched Before the 90 Day season one, because couples fluctuate between the franchises okay i need that list actually yeah. that'll be very helpful yes because i have a lot to get through and i'm just like i'm, I'm like meeting, especially I'm meeting new couples you know, your semester in ecuador like it is real it is real there was a girl on the trip that was trying to marry a guy there and then they broke up later but damn yeah but she was like i want to marry you and stay in ecuador with you and he was kind of like mm, and we can all tell but she didn't really know anyway <laughs> spicy it was a little spicy um, another thing that, uh, I don't know if I want to talk about my favorite movie or like another trend. Okay. A trend that I've really enjoyed this decade is the resurgence of like scary movies as an art, as like, mm. as like a genre yeah. that's like being paid attention to, like Get Out coming out, Hereditary, um, there, there are like so many that are just like so different from what we were doing in the early 2000s, whatever. Um, they're taken more seriously, like they're more cinematic. They actually like aren't doing like cheap scares. Like, um, I love the haunting on Hill House, just like high quality, scary TV and movies. Um, I really grew up watching a lot of scary movies because my mom is like a, I think she just likes to see people scared and she likes the torture element of like having kids. (laughs) So she would have us watch like the exorcist and the shining and like, I watched a lot of scary movies as a kid. And I'm really enjoying good scary movies coming back. Get Out, really good. Jo- Jordan Peele, what he's doing. Us was okay, but I'm excited to see yeah, who does with Candyman. Yeah, it was going to be. Yeah, I mean the plot wasn't great, but it was I still like the scary. idea. Like I like watching black people on scary scary films. movies, like not just being the person who dies first, because that was a real thing. They would just die first. This is a trend in movies that has been eliminated in the past decade, and that's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Scandal premiered uh, April 15th, 2012. Yeah. So I was already a Grey's fan, but Scandal really cemented me. I was really, really, really early on the Scandal train, like one of the first. I remember telling everybody about Scandal watching it season one in my college dorm room, staying up late on my random I think you might have gotten me to start watching Scandal. There's lots of people that I adopted into the Scandal family that were still watching when I dropped off. Like, you don't watch Scandal? And I'm like, bitch, I put you on. I put you on. Like, legit. (laughs) So, yeah, I love being a gladiator in the suit. I tried to watch the pilot over yesterday. It did not age well. But I I still really appreciated it. And I loved Carrie Washington from, I think, I Love My Wife. So... I just lots of good things there. Even Carrie Washington getting her her chance um, to be a big star this decade has been 
really nice to really, watch. A lot of like our OG. I'll talk about that in a second. First, I'm gonna talk about Scandal. Um, <laughs> I watched every episode of Scandal. It did not age as well as I wanted it to because when I met Arthur, it was like towards the tail end, and people would kind of stop watching it. But I was like, I'm gonna finish strong here. And he was like, Why do you watch this show? Like. She's just like a black woman who has a whole bunch of relationships with white men. It doesn't make any sense. And they keep on doing the same thing over and over again. And she just does these long monologues and everyone's doing long monologues and like none of it makes sense. And I was like, you just got to watch it from the beginning because you don't understand. These characters have been a lot like that's happened and some inter, it's been real complicated. And there's some like real in-depth conversations happening here. And we tried to watch it from the beginning and I was like, oh God, Shonda, why? Yeah. It's harder than I thought. It is. And you know what I learned is that they don't have like the season planned out. They plan episodes as they go. No, they don't. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Like that's what I learned in the master class. She was like, Scandal's just one of those shows where we have to come in and decide what happens. So that whole story arc when they were doing Donald Trump basically as that white dude, I feel like they just Then I can fucking tell. Yeah. Because I'm like, okay. Yeah. Yeah, They were just copying what's going on and didn't really try to be creative. I was like, you didn't know any of these character backstories before. They didn't know that Abby came from an abusive boyfriend. I felt like that fit perfectly. And no, they just made that up as they went. It's an interesting method, but I just, I could see where they lost it. Goddamn. Okay. Well, then I will talk about, um, for the record, when Olivia got kidnapped, that's when things went left. Honorable mentions for Shondaland. Yeah. Honorable mentions for Shondaland was Private Practice, ended in the 2010s, and I'll never forget um, the storyline where the crazy patient steals the therapist's baby. If you don't watch Private Practice, it's coming to Netflix December 22nd. Highly recommend. Do you see Tay Diggs mess around with black and white women? Mm. Turn the blind eye, but because you, you love the white character, but you know. Okay. Well, I mean, Tay Diggs Just already. Just keep it under you know that. And then, <laughs> um, and how to I get away with Tay Diggs. Yeah. Sorry. Every time I think about Tay Diggs, I think about him putting his leg up on that table and like falling over. And he what? like rested his leg and then it flew up and hit him. You never seen that video? On I'll show it to you. It's on Twitter. It's oh. like it's older. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and how to get away with murder and Viola Davis. Viola Davis, another one. I wanted to talk about black women who have gotten their due flowers and appreciation in this past in decade, who have yeah. been working in black Hollywood for like ever, 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 ever. Like Tracy Ellis Ross yes. and um, Felicia Rashad and Sanaya yes. Lathan, Regina King, Regina Hall, like Neil Viola Long. Davis, Nia Long. Um, Sanaya I already said Sanaya Lathan, but. Like Regina King on Watchmen, it's like fantastic. I know, like, (laughs) there was a big push for diversity in Hollywood, and they were like grasping at straws and had to just be like, Who who are the black actresses? (laughs) (laughs) We'll take her. (laughs) Oh, and Niecy Nash, yeah. Yeah, Niecy Nash. Um, And also, what's the grandma from Blackish? I always forget her name. Jennifer Lewis. Jennifer Lewis, like, like finally getting their opportunities to shine and be in the forefront of shit. Love it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And they're seasoned, you know, and you can tell. So um, I like seeing them on every type of show, not just in, like, black sitcoms. It's been cool. Yay. Carrie Washington. I'll always love to be a gladiator in a suit. Um, any other big uh, moments from the decade? I would say TV moments. I had a lot of really scarred Grey's Anatomy episodes. 
Um, Degrassi, I know Degrassi kind of had a resurgence, which was awkward, but we'll cover that when we do Degrassi in full. Mm-hmm. I've been rewatching Degrassi episodes like season nine and on to try to see like how bad it got. It's bad. Wow. Yeah. We go in a lot of different directions, but I'm still watching like it still has the Degrassi touch, but it's all these characters I don't give a fuck about. Mm. Now I understand when my mom watched my like my generation of Degrassi. She still watched for Drake. I will say that she did. We did hang on to the Jimmy Ashley relationship very long, but we all did. She still was like, "Fuck these kids." Yeah, because I don't care. Yeah, she watched, she watched the old one. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, because I don't know anyone who watched the old one. Yeah, um, so it was weird for her to see Joey all cheating and being a whore. <laughs> yes, I love Joey though. I didn't care that he was really? a whore. Yeah, I liked him. No. He was funny. Like, he just naturally kind of seemed like a good person. I liked him. I liked him. I'm, it's my opinion. <laughs> You're like, you can't say no to my opinion. Uh, I want to give um, honorable mention shout outs to Top Model Ending and Drag Race. Wow. I think started, when did Drag Race start? Probably in like 2010. Oh, Breaking Bad ended, which was a great fucking phenomenal show, and launched a spinoff called Better Call Saul, which is one of my other favorite, favorite shows. Um, it actually depicts lawyering, like, correctly. So I was like, oh, I get everything they're saying. I really enjoy this. <laughs> but nah. I don't know if everybody will. I'm just... Better Call Saul? Yeah, Better Call Saul. It's the lawyer that he was, like, he was a Walt's lawyer, like, criminal oh. lawyer. So he's kind of like... Yeah, a little bit more spicy. Yeah, he's a little spicy. I like him. Uh, Mad Men also ended in 2015. Mm. That was great. I never finished Mad Men. I, I still don't understand the ending, um, but I don't think I'm meant to. So there's that. I'm just glad they talked about segregation and actually gave black characters lines. Um, so I didn't have to watch. I didn't get that far. Really? Yeah, not to the black people. What? That's you got to at least when they're dropping acid in the episode i think i got that far that's that's segregation too though Mm. those are like the same season because that's it's all kind of like the hippie season where don draper is like married to the french woman but they're kind of getting divorced so he's still cheating on her a lot is that season three he has a black no like season four when he has like the black when he has a black secretary hmm that sounds interesting, though. I highly recommend it when they get there and they, like, start interacting with black people. it's Because at first I was like, it's a lot of workplace white people. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. But it's not the office, you know? So I'm like, oh. That's true. Yeah, Drag Race premiered in 20, 2009, so it's basically been around the whole decade. And um, I just started binging it, you know, this year because I've talked about that. But So you would suggest binging from the beginning? I didn't watch season one. My sister started me off at season four, and then I went back and watched two and three. But you can actually watch it in any order. It's just, if you're going to watch All-Stars, you should probably just watch an order and then pick up an All-Stars episode uh, season every once in a while. And all episodes are on Hulu? No. Or- they're all on Daily Motion, though. It's illegal, but they're like all on there. Wow. And the reason I love Drag Race so much is because I love like creative reality shows, like Project mm-hmm. Runway. I love Top Model. I love, but like Drag Race is all of that in one. Yeah. Because not only do they have to sew their own clothes and do their put own together makeup. their own acting, singing, lip singing, <laughs> dancing <laughs> performances. Who's that gay um, dance guy from YouTube? He's black. He does like all the remake videos of like princesses and shit like that. 
Tajikal. He does like the choreography for them. Wow. So you know, they do like dances and then they do their makeup and their hair and then they sew outfits for themselves. Like it's just like the ultimate competition for me in my head. Like I love it. So I guess what was your favorite challenge or like performance that like really sealed the deal for you on Drag Race? Uh, I don't know if I have a favorite performance because I can't really think. There's so many that I love, but the queens I love are I love Valentina. I love um. <laughs> Bob the Drag Queen. I loved Katya. <laughs> I could go on and on, but like it's like you just fall in love with the people, and it's like a very fun, lighthearted show to watch. And you know, I can go on and on about TV all day, but do you have anything else you wanted to like really go into? Mm. I loved House too, man. That was a great show. House Lost. Um, all of the above. I feel like this decade was great for television and reality TV in a sense of things got faker, but also I feel like it I feel like reality TV just got a little bit more regulated than I would have liked. But now we have to have security. But we did get single ladies. We got um <laughs> we did. Well, I think single ladies might have been a little bit before our decade, but I'm going to give myself that one cuz where else will I talk about single ladies unless we do clueless? We might do Clueless one day. You never, you, never. you never know. You never know. This is also the, the decade of Netflix, so I think that we all just started watching a more like more obscure things that are older and you know now I don't, I don't have to go go so far to watch Dawson's Creek episodes. Now they're just there. Before I wish I had that to wasn't true, but go on one two three. It is TV And so you've been able to stay in your happy little hidey hole of Gilmore Girls and One Tree Hill, and yeah. You're so happy. I can't, I can't take it away from you. Yeah. All right. I think that's all we have for I Know You've Seen the Decade. Yep. And this week we'll be counting down lots of TV moments that didn't make it into this episode. So make sure to tune in to our Instagram at 168podcast and our Twitter at 168pod. Yeah, I've got tons of things I probably missed and that I want to tell you guys that I watched because that's important to me. Yes. It is. Yes. So... Check it out. We'll see you guys next week. I got a strong ass snap. I'm like, keep this beat like.